This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic. And I'm interrupting this hallowed space to personally invite you to my one-time-a-year event at react.holiday. It's 25 days of React-related knowledge, and it's my holiday gift to you. In the past, we've covered React development with classes, hooks, suspense, and this year we're covering everything you need to know that isn't React. Uh, Modern JavaScript, JSX, HTML, and a little bit of DOM. Sign up for the newsletter at react.holiday, that's react.holiday, and get 25 lessons right to your inbox. Now, cue the music. This week on React Podcast, Tyler McGinnis and I take a stroll down memory lane and revisit the first few years of React and the modern JavaScript ecosystem. Tyler shares what he's doing with UI.dev to help new developers grasp the entire ecosystem and how to put in the daily work of reaching a goal. This episode is sponsored by Honey Badger and Infinite Red. Let's be honest, you ship code with errors. Don't worry, I won't tell I do the same thing too. Oftentimes errors get caught by automated or QA tests, but sometimes they don't. When you push code with errors and those errors make it all the way to the user, you want Honey Badger at your back. Honey Badger monitors and sends alerts in real time, providing the context you need to quickly identify and eradicate errors in your day-to-day deployments. Honey Badger gives you DevOps superpowers by combining error monitoring, uptime monitoring, and cron monitoring into a single, easy-to-use platform. And Honey Badger doesn't just have your back, they also alert you when external services fall over or background jobs start to fail meaning that you don't have to jump around between alerting services to know exactly what the status of your app is. Get 30% off of Honey Badger for six months when you mention React Podcast at signup. There's no credit card required. Just visit honeybadger.io. At honeybadger.io, you'll find the story of Star, Josh, and Ben, the bootstrappers behind Honey Badger, and why self-funding means your interests are always number one. Check them out at honeybadger.io. Infinite Red is your go-to resource as a React and React Native developer. They know React and React Native inside and out. Whether your company is Fortune 500 or fighting fortune for an open co-working space, Infinite Red can help you design, build, and ship quality apps, no matter your size. They've been doing it for over 10 years, and listeners of this show absolutely love having them as a friendly expert resource. Infinite Red will give you $750 when you start or refer a new project. Get expert React and React Native help at reactpodcast.infinite.red. Tyler McGinnis, welcome to React Podcast. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's been a... Uh... I've been doing React for a while, and I've never been on. So I'm glad we're <laughs> glad we're getting get to this. I, it seems unfathomable that you haven't been on the show yet. I, I I I can only apologize, really. Like I'm sorry that I haven't had you on the show yet. It's okay. No, it's not your fault. I I am kind of a recluse and just moved to the woods and didn't talk to anybody for years. Besides, like creating content. So it's not. It's trust me. It's it's more me than you. No, I. So yeah. and actually, funny story. I. Uh, just because I'm in this whole content game too, 
I I think I have the React.js podcast oh, nice. Twitter handle. <laughs> you have you have the React podcast Twitter handle. It turns out React.js isn't cool anymore. It like used to be the thing, but now it's just React. Unfortunately, Who could have known, so, right? If you ever want, if, if you ever want that, it's all yours. <laughs> Thank so. you, I appreciate it. That's so funny. <laughs> I have. I'm sitting. I I I have React. I think I have React conference. This is gonna like maybe people are looking too far into my personality now, just because. I mean, you were there too in the early days. I think I have ReactConference.com. Oh wow! Uh, like obviously ReactNewsletter.com. Uh, a bunch of. I'm not super rich yet, so I'm hoping React gets even more popular, so I can just dump all those just and retire. In. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But here, here we are. Here we are. You know, I wish that there was a more obscure name because, like, React is. You know, it's a it's a pretty popular verb, right? And it's totally, it's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's like active, I have even uh, right? like if you if you named it. Yeah, whenever I do live streams, which is rare, but if I do like a React live stream, mm-hmm. I always get trolls coming in because they think it's like a uh, like a reaction video. Yes, like that's what it is. And those were like super popular, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. And so I always get people thinking like, what are we reacting to? It's just some like boring dude talking about like code. I'm just like, hey, please. Like, I'm not trying to like moderate the chat as I'm live streaming. It's the worst. (laughs) That is the worst. Yeah. I remember I I was doing a podcast one time and someone was like, hey, like, you know, what do you react to? I'm like, oh no, this exactly. is a podcast. Sorry, yeah, exactly. like, I'm really sorry to disappoint. And then you're trying to explain, like, React isn't even like a even from like a software perspective. That's not even a thing either. <laughs> like, we're not really reacting. It's not reactive at all, right? So it's like the whole thing is just broken. The whole thing. <laughs> it's so, just this troll yeah. to like have this name that like no one can get like your really decent Twitter exactly. handles for and and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm kind of curious, like. What is, we talk about this on the show a bunch, but like what, you have a war chest of domains, obviously. Yes. What, whatever, to, to, to your degree of comfort, like what's the one that you love the most that isn't activated yet? Like we got to, let me, uh, hopefully I can look this up. Let's see. Um, so yeah, I'm always way too transparent too. Like after I have conversations, I'll be like, I was probably way too transparent. So here we are. <laughs> It's just me, just me and you, Mike. So let's uh, let's see what domains we have. Uh, my favorite one I don't talk about. I've tweeted about it once. Is ux.dev. Oh, nice. Uh, I've never told the story of that one, but so we, obviously I, I acquired ui.dev for way too much money. So you didn't um, you didn't get more, in on that on like the the the. F- no, of course not. No, of course not. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm because I'm not the dude writing bot bot scripts in my f- free time trying to get trying to scrape these domains. So no, I didn't get in on the the early access or, or whatever. Uh, and even at the time when those came out, I was like, oh, this would be cool to have one of those. But like, it was like the early access and they were like super expensive. And I was like, ah, screw that. Yeah. Uh, and then we started thinking about rebranding. I was like, oh crap, I should, probably should have done that. Um, so it got UI.dev. Uh, and then before we actually launched the rebrand, I was just like browsing domain names as one does. Uh, not even like normal domain names, like second market domain names, yeah, yeah. right? Um, I feel like I'm talking to a therapist right now, but and so I, I see uh, ux.dev, and I was like, yeah, exactly. I see ux.dev, and then I'm, and it was like seventy five hundred dollars, and then I was like, I can't have like imagine this. This is the scenario I thought in my head. Like you're like, oh, cool, ui.dev, that's cool. Then you go, I want. I don't know if anyone's ever done this. I hope so, because this is the, the the thought I had in my head. Then you go, oh, I wonder who owns ux.dev. You type in ux.dev, it then redirects to ui.dev. And that's the ultimate flex, right? Like that's it. Uh, that was like the story I told myself to justify the price tag. Anyway, so I own both of them. 
Uh, I'll never use UX.dev, but uh, let's see what we have here. My son's name, CoderCombat.com. Uh, that's oh, a good that's one. That's good. Uh, yeah. That is, that's not a bad one. There was like a code combat that went through like Y Combinator, and I was hoping for like years that they would get big and like throw me money. It never happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole like buying, uh, buying like domain land defensively, it never pays off. Like, I think I've had one never. You know, person no, not ask once. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One person asked me and, they're like, and they wanted it for free. So it's like. <laughs> exactly. No, I'll give you 20 bucks. She's like, I've been paying, I've been paying $12.99 for this for a decade now, you know? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'll go real quick. JavaScriptNewsletter.com. That's a decent one. Oh, nice. My wife's name's Mackenzie, but it's spelled a little bit weird. So I have her first name.com. ReasonML.io. I can't believe we're doing this right now. I can't believe you suckered me to reading, uh, which isn't even a thing now. Like they pivoted. They like, it's it's a rescript or whatever. It's like that one's worthless now. Oh man, I have to get rid of, I need to offload my, uh, reason domains then too. I totally forgot that they changed it to rescript. Yeah. They're worth, they're worthless now. Yeah, I have like I went through a period of time where like because like people, um, you know, one of one of the only things that I've actually made in the world beyond this podcast is, um, you know, reactpatterns.com, which is basically like 10 short chapters on yeah. how to write react. You speaking of no, no, hold on, hold on. I'm going to call you out here. You own learnreact.com. <laughs> I, now, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I know this because I'm crazy <laughs> and I like all these like react domains. Yeah, you've had that thing forever. Yeah, I have. I think I bought it like when I like the first I think I might have programmed my first line of React code. And then I was like, I'm buying this domain. <laughs> like, this is it. Because the thing is, I'm pretty sure I tried to buy it back in the day. And even that was taken. And that was before like ReactNewsletter.com was taken. Yeah. So like you were even earlier than I was. It's impressive. So, oh, man. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. I cut you off because I, I remembered you were the one who stole my, my LearnReact.com <laughs> domain, which I would have never used. But yeah, you know, it's so funny. It's it, domain names. It's I feel like the Learn domain names are not ergonomic like i think it's a nice thing to have like in yeah. theory but like they don't sound good they don't sound good they don't look good like when you try yeah. to like write it out like l is a really weird character to work with like learn is an ugly yeah, word like it just doesn't work <laughs> yeah and it's like it's uh it's like whenever you're in a small town and it's like like I'm in St. George, Utah right now. And so you can go to like St. George Landscaping Maintenance Company.com and they like try to like hijack the SEO for it. Yeah. And like it used to work in like 2002 and like now it doesn't really work as well. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's that same kind of thing. And it's it's just like a little bit like funny. I mean, like I have so I have so many just stupid domains. I have, um, what is it? One of my favorites because it, it just every year it renews and I just, I get a kick out of it is um, uh, <laughs> the internet is Al Gore's blog.com. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's definitely you're gonna keep sitting on that one. Yeah, yeah. That one's coming around. I could see I could see it coming around sometime soon. So I thought it'd be fun to just kind of talk about those early days of React. Totally. I'm curious, like like what do you what are your first memories of of getting into React and like really thinking like this is gonna be this is gonna be a game changer. This is what I'm like kind of staking my, you know, the next phase of my career on. Yeah. So my secret is to find really smart people and just like copy or just listen to what they say like that's essentially like if you if you want to be successful i, I really think that's the the most uh underrated way to do it right <laughs> so 2014 probably mid 2014 obviously guys like ryan florence merrick christensen who's brilliant like um 
they all started talking about this thing called React. At the time, I was doing Angular, JS now. Um, but you hear all these things about React. It's going, like, people are loving it. People are talking about how it's going to be the future. And it really doesn't, like, like, it only takes a few of those to be like, oh, there must be something here. Yeah. And then just like you, like, I like creating, you know, blog posts and whatnot. So I tried it out, loved it. And then at that point, it was like, all right, well, clearly, if this is going to be the future, I might as well just go all in. Yeah with it right so that's when recruited ryan to do react week way back in the day that was like Mar march of 2015 so yeah those early days yeah they were just it was, it was fun it was like no one knew what they were doing everybody was kind of a new name yeah like there were no it was just like the wild west of development <laughs> everyone thought we were kind of crazy and like weird for like you know like this whole like javascript and html thing but we were like you know the rebels who were like no this is this is great yeah. you don't understand it right then you had sebastian Who's like, oh, like higher order components, and everyone's yeah. just like, what is this? And then we all just like run with it, right? It, it was great because it was it was literally like no one knew what they were doing, but yeah. but we all just did it. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned you know Sebastian. It's like it, it's so funny because I feel like S Sebastian in particular. It's like you know we're a bunch of like front end devs that have never even heard a lot of these like kind of higher mm -hmm. mathematical computer sciencey terms. Composition, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. And it's like yeah, Sebastian just repeatedly kind of like just blown our minds with like, oh yeah, no, this is a, you totally. know, algebraic effects. Like, and we're just like, what is that thing? And we're like, we don't know what it is, but like, we know that it like, you do this and then you have a function or a component <laughs> yeah. that returns another component and you just like throw stuff onto it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best. This is the best time. Now it's like, it's still kind of like that, but it's much more like, and, and I think if probably for good, but like they're rewriting the react docs to be more like, these are kind of this is kind of what we recommend. Yeah. Where back in the day it was just like, no, screw everything. Do what you yeah. want, ship it. Like you had Ryan Florence just doing crazy stuff and like it, it was the best. So. Yeah, I remember like the Re React Docs, I think the first time that I went to them were it was it was basically just that that post that Pete Hunt wrote which was like thinking in React. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then you're like Front End Masters had kind of like a course by Brian, yeah. Brian Holt, who's great. And even if you look at that, I don't, I think it's long gone now, but I remember even trying to learn, turn it back then. And like ES6, the problem is ES6 was brand new back yeah. then too. And all the cool React kids were using ES6. So it's like, what the, what the hell is this like import yeah. thing? Yeah. Like, what is this? And it's like, your brain didn't really know what was ES6 and what was React. And it was all just like, great. So now do you remember the first React conference that you went to? I missed out on the cool one. Oh, okay. I didn't get a ticket to that one. The GraphQL React Native one. I'm I'm still bitter about that. I still am. I was at I've been to the all the other ones, but the one you actually wanted to go to where it was like no one got a ticket unless you knew Ryan Florence and he was graceful enough to to like lend you tickets. Uh like that's how that's how it was. So uh yeah, first one I went to was I think the year after that one. It wasn't the cool okay, one, unfortunately. Okay. But that's so funny. So I was at that one. I know. Was... I know. I could I could probably tell everyone who's there. I was so bitter because I was not there. <laughs> it's true. I mean, there were only 200 people, right? I mean, like you could memorize a list that short. Yeah. It's, it's nutty. It was literally, this is why I was, I'm still bitter to this day. They've obviously fixed this, but back in the early OG days, it was like, you either knew one of the members and they like gave you a family ticket or a friend ticket yeah, yeah. or you were screwed. And I was like in Utah, like running, trying to run the react newsletter, like, you know, Twitter and like <laughs> newsletter, like getting all these secondhand things. And like, it was the worst. I'm still bitter about it, but obviously uh, it worked out. But yeah, I, I heard it was awesome. Tell me about it. How, how was that first, that first conference? <laughs> well, it was great. You know, I actually got a ticket legitimately. 
So I like I was. Did you from the raffle? I, no, no, no. It wasn't a raffle then. It was like they they thought that there wasn't going to be enough interest, and so they were like, "Oh yeah, two hundred seats is enough, right?" And so I was like, I was there like on midnight or whatever time it was, right? I was there, and I okay. got I, okay. I I appreciate I I respect you more now. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I got a ticket, and I was I was I, I'm still bitter. I I knew it was going to go fast, but I didn't know how fast, and it was so crazy because I was like, "Oh, maybe I should get one for my coworker," and like. Like even just the amount of time to register my ticket to then gone. try to get another ticket, they were gone. Like it was, it was absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. My first one, one memorable React moment I did attend, thankfully, it was React Europe, I think the next year. Yes. That's when Dan gave his Redux talk. You were there, I think. Yep. That's, I think that's where we met actually at the, like the speaker dinner or something. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Ching Lu gave his really cool, I think that was his name, gave his really interesting talk. Yep. And I think that was the hottest. Do you remember this? It was like the hottest day in Paris ever. Yes. And and they didn't have AC in the building because it's not the United States, <laughs> which is, it's fine. It's fine. If you don't have AC, it's fine. But it was just really hot that day. And so I remember I was like jet lagged and yeah. like I was trying to drink like Coca-Cola to get like caffeine in me because I'm like falling asleep and it was so hot. But it was like, there's so many brilliant people around and you're finally yeah. meeting all these people you'd seen on Twitter and and on like speaking and stuff, it was it was that was a cool moment too. Yeah, it was super. It was it was a wild moment. I remember that was back in I think I want to say 2015. Is that about is that about right? I think so. Yeah, yes. July actually July 2015. I think when it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So July 2015. I and I remember that I was giving a talk on uh, inline styles, <laughs> which is like yep. super. You had stickers, right? I had stickers. Did, yeah. Did you pass out stickers? Yeah. Of course. I did. It was like, I think it said, uh, my style is in line, but I wrote it as like kind of like yep. a JSX element. It's, it, yeah, I'll yeah, have yeah. to post a photo or whatever. It's still one of, it's still some of Find my best us. work, I think. Yeah. It's all in comic sans to it. really like drive it. the, drive the knife in. Um, but yeah, it was like, that was the drilling one that came, that came out later, right? The prop yeah. drilling sticker. I don't know. That was a later <laughs> oh, one. Oh man. That was a good one too. I should, I should make a little collection of like these little stickers and like, you know, those are like, those are like, it's cool that it's, it's, it was cool and it was uncool, but now it's like cool because they're like vintage now. Yeah. Right. All those laptop bins, like all those laptop tops have definitely been recycled by Apple at this point. Like they're, they're yes, long that's gone. true. That is very true. <laughs> that's very true. But yeah, that was the, that was the, the conference that Dan introduced Redux, which is nutty. That was the, it was just so interesting because be, like being there, it was like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah. I remember he like took time. He like quit his job for a few months and worked on it. And then he became like uh, a celebrity, essentially. Yeah. Well, he after he that became talk. like Dan Abramov as we know him today. He became Dan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even before that, I think he was working on like React Router with Michael Ryan. Yeah. And then he had his like drag and drop thing. Do you, do you yes. ever remember that? Yeah. React D&D. And it was like. Yeah, I think so. And it was like way better than it should have been. The document, it was like a very Dan thing where you see it and you're like, who the hell spent this much time on like a drag and drop library, right? And it was like, later it comes to find out it's Dan and it all makes sense, right? Because uh, that's kind of just how he works. Yeah. But yeah, it was, that was amazing. Oh man, yeah. Oh, that, was, that was good times. I really did feel like kind of everything was, like everything was ahead of us. And it was kind of before, I, I remember at the time it was, Angular was massive. Like nothing was taking over Angular yeah. in our minds. And I think Ember was really like coming for it. Like it was pushing really hard and it was gaining traction. 
But then, you know, React came and it was just like, I, I think a lot of us just got it. Like those of us who had been, you know, using yeah. Backbone, using Angular, you know, trying, experimenting with Ember, it was like, uh, we got it. Do, do you remember what the moment was for you when you're like, oh, this is, this is better? The thing is, it really, it really, and I, I promise I'm not lying. It was smart people are saying it's the best. <laughs> so I don't even need to like think about it. Like I'm just, I'm on the ship regardless. Like there are certain people if Merrick Christensen tells me something is the best and it's the future, like GG's because like game over, I'm getting all the domain names. I'm getting the handles like that was it. So it wasn't even like a, I used it and I was like, oh, this is really nice because of like composition, yada, yada. It was like, oh no, Merrick says to use it. So like, that's good enough for me. Uh, yeah, that's how I roll. It's worked out so far. So I really like this as a strategy, just like find people. And I think, I think Kobe Bryant was yeah. kind of like popular for this, right? Too is like he would just, yeah, you know, see something that somebody else was doing. He's like, oh, that's mine now. That's mine. That's my thing. Like, and he would just do do it better than they did. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Even from like a life principles uh, standpoint, like find people you respect and who are doing well, and just like copy what they do. Obviously, like not literally if it's like IP infringement or whatever, but like theoretically, right? From like a principle standpoint. It's it's worked out fairly well for me. I like so. that. I like that. Who who was it? I feel like there was a popular thinker. Either it was like Mark Twain or like Einstein or something said something to the effect of, you know, brilliance is. What's what's great is every quote gets attributed to those two. <laughs> so you're on. You're you're good. It's probably one of those yeah. two. Or maybe it was Jesus. <laughs> like let's just cover yeah, my one bases. One like of one of the three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something to the effect of like how you um, it could have been Gandhi, um. <laughs> <laughs> the how you um oh, shoot what was it uh how, how like brilliance is hiding your sources yeah 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 i like that <laughs> i can see that i can see that so i'm kind of curious now like so 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 we talk a little bit about the past but i'm i'm, I'm curious you have you you pushed hard like to, uh, talking to that point of like doing it better than anyone else i feel like you have really just gone full tilt on react and javascript and front end, like modern front end development yep and i remember i think at the time like when we met at that conference react europe in 2015 i think you had like maybe one course on react native on egghead or you got that right yep yeah yep, yep. Some, something like that and then it was just like the next like at by the next react conf you were like you were all in like you had like you had courses yeah. you had a strategy like you you had your branding and everything um Kind of tell me what that process looked like behind the scenes, because I think it's easy to think like, oh, this just happened yeah. overnight, but it's a lot of work. Totally, it was a lot of work. Yeah, so you you nailed it. I had I was doing stuff on Egghead, had a React Native course, and at the time I was teaching full time at a boot camp called Dead Mountain, which is like in person mm. traditional boot camp, right? And I loved Egghead because they were they basically gave me my introduction to teaching online. The problem was I was used to very like obviously I'm very long-winded right so i'm very very used to like very long-winded uh 40-minute lectures <laughs> sure. right for good or for bad and then john and joel were like that's not a thing here because you got three minutes and they, i think they've gotten a little bit better at that um because obviously kent's doing brilliant with egghead um but at the time i was like i, I feel i really feel like uh, i need longer to express what i'm trying to teach they're like just chop it up and i'm like i can't just chop it up so decided to do my own thing, launched reactjsprogram.com. If you remember that way back yeah. in the day, that was, I think, uh, I don't know, sometime in 2015. Did that for a while. Eventually pivoted that into just being tylermagnus.com. Joined the React training guys for a bit. We'll skip that. We'll skip that <laughs> section of the of the of the uh, chapter. 
they're still great. Still love them. Um, so eventually pivoted to Thailandmanus.com, was doing courses um, at that time. Yeah, had a React course, uh, modern JavaScript, advanced JavaScript, Redux, I think. Um, so yeah, it's it's been interesting. And even like up to now, it's uh, it's fun because it's a lot of a lot of education, a lot of content, but also as we talked about before we started rolling, like a lot of weirder stuff that developers don't typically do, which a lot of marketing, a lot of growth stuff. So it's fun. Why like why teaching? Like because there's so many directions that you could have gone. You could have gone like consulting, you could have you know, made applications, yeah. you know, uh, freelance, like what, whatever you wanted, but like you chose teaching, like why, why education? Here's a fun thing no one talks about. If you look at your favorite, <laughs> if you look at your favorite JavaScript teachers, probably 80% of them serve Mormon missions. Yeah. So let's go down this route. Cause no one's ever, <laughs> no one's ever talked about this. Or at least like, I haven't heard anyone go. It's always been something in the back of my mind. Like, this is so interesting. Uh, Ryan Florence, Kent Dodds, Michael Jackson, Brian Holt, me, Wes is the exception. Wes boss Canadian. I don't think he served a Mormon mission. Right. So, so basically what happens, uh, we don't get obviously too religious here, but when you're 19, I think it's 18. Now, um, you go on, you basically like, Tell the church, the Mormon church, uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the long term. You want to go on a mission and basically talk about Jesus for two yeah. years. A bunch of guys get together, old guys, and they say, okay, he's going to go to this place. <laughs> I, uh, all my friends got called, you know, uh, cool places, Brazil, yeah. <laughs> uh, like South America. I got called to San Fernando Valley, California. No way. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which was like. I grew up in St. George and there's a spot in San Fernando, like in kind of Southern California where it's like three hours away from my hometown, which is like kind of weird being on a mission when I have like friends everywhere. Right. So anyway, basically all you do for two years is like teach people about Jesus and also become an incredible teacher and an incredible salesman. You just don't really realize that's what you're doing until like you get home and you become older. And so learn to love teaching during my mission in San Fernando. And and this was, it was fun because it was, I taught people uh, pretty much every, in San Fernando, it's yeah. everyone, right? From all over the world. So love teaching there, got home, um, started learning the program, and then figured out like, hey, I could basically take my love of teaching and then apply it towards like software, yep. right? And it's this cool mix of like, I get, to, I get to learn something and then I get to teach it, which reinforces the learning. You always hear people talk about that. And so I think it was just, it was really natural for me. And I think that's why so many return missionaries are teaching software because you just get a, such a solid foundation for teaching. And usually it's not in your same language. Like I, I taught a lot in Spanish. And so you just get this love, you get a love of the people, but you also get a love of teaching. And so I think it really just stems from that. Um, but yeah, no one's, it's, it's always funny because like so many of us are like former, <laughs> you know, missionaries, right? And, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that so. you brought it up because I have, I have definitely noticed the trend, but you know, it's like, I, you know, mm-hmm. and I've talked about it with a couple of you, but like, you know, not, yeah. Not in a podcast before, so I'm glad that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I was able, I've, I've been holding that in for years. Like someone needs to ask me about this because, like, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like the. I think the office was so funny because in like comedy, good comedians are able to like see things no one else sees, but everybody yeah. like is able yes. to relate to. It, that was one of those things where it's like nobody sees this. Why is yeah. no one talking about this? Yeah. So here we go. I finally got it out. You know, it's so funny. I, I've talked with Michael quite a bit about how I think that that is one of the most, like, I'm I, like, I am not Mormon, but I yep. 
think that that is one of the best things that you can do for human development like ever that like notion of like mission 100%, and like 100%. you leave your family yep. you go you become an adult you learn yep. how to speak to people how to and like you said those secondary effects of being able to sell and be comfortable around people like yeah that's the thing that's wild is like it just seems like yep. after you go on your mission everyone that i know that has gone on a mission like is an adult who knows how to like have an awkward conversation with someone 100%. and just be comfortable in their own skin. And I love that. Yeah. You, you're a, you're a machine when you get back <laughs> because for two years, if you do it right for two years, you wake up at six 30, no matter what. And then the thing is, is there's not like you don't have like people whipping you or something. If you don't do it, you just do it because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. So for two years, you wake up at six 30, you study for three hours, and then you basically go knock doors and just help people the rest of the day. You go to bed at 10 30 and you repeat that literally every day, seven days a week for two years. You don't talk to your, to your family. Like you're just yeah. focused. So you come back and you're just like this machine. Yeah. And like, no, like nothing has been harder than the mission. So I went through, I ironically, right after react Europe, I went to London to go through tech stars for a startup there. And the first day they're like, oh, this is going to be so hard. Like you're going to be working so hard. And then it's like, oh, this is like e very easy compared to the mission. And I think that's why like guys like Kent who are just like absolute machines yeah. because, because nothing has, is harder than that. But it's also, you, you learn that like, there's a lot of reward that comes from like very, these very difficult situations. And regardless of like your religious stance um, and like how you feel about the Mormon church or whatever, that's a whole nother conversation. But it's it's very true where you come back and you just have all these like very guiding principles, hard work, yeah. discipline. Um, it works out. So. Interesting, interesting. So now I know that a, the the secondary effects of that have, you know, what's really interesting because you know like I have noticed that like that just being like that drive that like being a machine like being able to just like put in the work. Uh, I'm curious how those other things have impacted your ability to create UI.dev. And, you know, really continue to yeah. like sell and convince people and like push that forward from like a branding and marketing perspective. Yeah. I don't know. That one's tricky because like when I was, what's funny is Utah, there's a lot of like summer sales hmm. companies here and they go all over, all over, right? Vivint's a big one because basically these, all these kids go on missions, they come back, they're used to knocking on doors. So they just go and basically instead of teaching about Jesus, they teach about like some stupid pest control company, right? <laughs> Um, unfortunately. And so I think for me, it just, it comes natural. I don't do a lot of like in-person sales, so it doesn't help me directly, Sure, but it was more of just like the discipline aspect. Like, can I get up at a certain time? Um, and we talk about, a lot about this. Even whenever I hear anything in this realm, I always message you because I know you find it super interesting. And even watching like your battle with it has been super fun too over the yeah. years. Right. Where it's like, it, it's kind of like the war of art vibe. Yeah. Right. Where like, I don't feel like working today but I'm going to work because I'm a professional and that's what professionals yeah. do. Right. It's, a, it's that same vibe. Um, I think Seth, Seth Godin is one of our favorites too. He has a bunch of quotes about that. Um, but yeah, it was just that mentality of like, Hey, I don't really feel like writing this blog post or like creating this video today, but it doesn't really matter how I feel because I can decouple my actions from my emotions yeah. and just get it done anyways. Right. That's so. interesting. Yeah. That's, that is something I, I'm curious about your strategies for doing that. Cause I think that there's no point, I have, I grew up very lazy and I didn't have a point where, you know, I went through kind of like mission boot camp. Yeah. And so I feel like I am always fighting like lethargy and like it, like, yeah, <laughs> like just uh, 
whatever. Like I, I just never want to do anything. Yeah. Res- resistance, resistance as yeah. a war of art. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just kind of curious like what your strategies are. Cause for me, it really does come down to, I need some type of like external type of thing. Like if I didn't have yeah. like, so, so we have the sponsors and they keep the, the show going for Re- react podcast. Cause you know, it's, it's surprisingly expensive to, you know, produce a podcast that has, yeah. you know, <laughs> transcript and you know, whatnot every week. Yeah. But like for me, it's almost like the the sponsorship is more than just like paying the bills. And it's like, I have to be responsible to someone else or like, I just, 100%. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I, I think that's actually fine. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of how it is for me sometimes too. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think as long as you like acknowledge that and, and what's interesting too, watching again, watching your journey, I don't want to get too personal here, uh, but like watching your journey of like, cause you kind of started a few things, they fiddles, yeah. fizzled out then you start them again. And then, but the last few years, and I wrote you an email uh, a few years yeah. ago, and I was like, hey, I don't know what happened, but like I've been loving your new like consistency, yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, what happens, and it might have been the same for you, like you are the React podcast guy <laughs> now. Like people wake up and they expect to see this. Yeah. And I, for everything, there's a lot of bad that comes with it, but the good of it is like there's an expectation and you have to meet that expectation. Um, one thing, so I've been training for an Ironman. Uh, the last year, basically this year, I was going to do one in Utah that got canceled, obviously. And now I have one next year. And it's that same idea where once you make the decision to do the thing, right? Like you, you have like these sponsors and everything that are helping you obviously yeah. do it. But to me, it's like, I've chosen to do an Ironman. I know June 29th in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho is going to come up and I'm going to have to race that day. And I either die <laughs> that day or I have a, I have a good race. Right. And so it's like, I think if you can get to the point where you just make the decision, like every every Thursday, React Podcast is coming out. It doesn't matter what's happening. Like that's the decision. The, the the cliche cliche one growing up in Utah was always like, if you choose to not drink alcohol, like make it one decision, then you never have to decide sure. ever again in your entire life, right? But it's so true. Where it's like, React Podcast is coming out every Thursday, right? I'm having my race of June of next year, and like there, that's it. The decision has been made. So I get up. I don't think about it. I just do the thing. So. I don't know. That is that is super interesting, and I, I I've been kind of obsessed with you know it's it's funny you mentioned decision like and mention it in such a like stark way because I've been kind of obsessed with this the word of like decision but like when you think about it and like the etymology yeah. of it like like kind of like an incision with a decision you're like actually cutting something away you're like saying I'm deciding not to think about like that, that anymore you know so like with the alcohol thing I'm I'm never making I don't want to have to think about this decision again and so i'm making the decision exactly. cutting it out of my life and like it's one less thing that i have to think about it's like you know you know steve jobs and his you know black shirt and blue jeans like every That's day it. for his yeah. entire life i i also i do make i I've, i do make fun of people who do that though uh, i think i've only done i've only seen one person do it and he was my friend so i made fun of him because like if i ever get to the point where my day is so like rigid that I have to wear the exact same thing every day, like just put a gun to my head or something. Cause like, that's not the life I want to live. Yeah. Uh, with that said, that's the same principle, yeah. right? Where it's like, make a decision once, never have to worry about it again. Um, Seth Godin, he always talks about this. And I think this is the quote I sent you where he's like, a plumber doesn't wake up and have plumber's block. <laughs> like they're a professional. They just go and they just work. They're yeah. a plumber. Right. So like, like writer's block doesn't really exist. You're a writer. Wake up. It's what you do. You're a professional. So like do it anyway. 
So yeah. and I, I really like that. I so. think that's really, it, it touches on something that's very important, which is to dis, you have to disconnect from the outcome or control over the outcome, at least, right? If like totally. when you're a pro, you show up and you do the thing and it may or may not be good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it's, you have to, you have to get through the bad stuff. And that another, I don't know why this has become like a Seth Godin podcast. I get, I just recently- <laughs> The Seth Godin Review stuff. podcast. But he talks about how exactly- uh, he talks about how you don't get to choose what you're famous for. And so like some of his stuff that he thought would be really popular. Yeah. Wasn't. And some of the stuff that like he didn't think would be popular became popular. Like you don't get to choose what becomes popular and you don't get to choose what's good or bad. So you just write, some will be terrible. Some will be good. And like, that's how you get the good stuff is by writing the bad stuff. And you can't decouple that process. And that's kind of how I felt about it too. Like some, some of my blog posts are terrible, but some of them are good. And I don't know if it's going to be good or terrible when I go into it. But it's that process of going through it that forces me. Uh, basically, I can't get the good stuff unless I go through that process. Yeah, yeah. Is there something that just totally surprised you? Like you're like, uh, I'm just putting in the work today and then it just blew up? Uh, no, and I think that's the that's the point of it. It's like it's just consistent, yeah. consistently doing the little things, right? There's no, There's never been like a big moment. There's never been like... Like I, I've just been doing this for years now and you've been doing it too. And you've probably watched like react podcast slowly yeah. grow. And like, I wish it was like overnight, like, Oh, we're famous now. But like, that's not how, that's not how things work. Right. Especially in our space. Yeah. Right. Or it's, it's just been slowly creating stuff for five, six years now. No, like one magic moment. Yeah. Uh, but things have just slowly started to grow. It's, it's, I mean, it's just compounding, right? Yeah. It, man, that is, I think it's a hard reality to live in. Right. And, and like, I'm just yeah. being very frank, but like, I think it is kind of hard to just, you, you see a lot of like other people's successes. And I mean, I'll be totally honest. Like one of the reasons that I said yes to taking on React Podcast from Michael was to like combat yeah. my own envy of other people's success. I think that might be the first time I've actually admitted yeah. this, right? But like seeing other yeah. people be successful and then thinking like, you know what? Like I don't want to just be like rotten with envy about the fact that they're successful totally. and I want to support totally. that and I want to get like be excited about it like learn more about it and I think that's been the journey for me of like really trying to suppress envy because it's so easy to just you know sit in your room do nothing totally. and then be like oh I could have been West boss like he just like yeah exactly. why am I not exactly. well I, I don't yeah. know like <laughs> yeah what no Wes is the perfect example because it's like he does so well and I don't think people understand how well he does uh but he does so well and it's so deserving because every day he gets up and he does what's important at five o'clock he hangs out with his family and he just does it five <laughs> days a week consistently for the last seven years right nothing fancy nothing special he's this canadian guy who likes barbecue but he's so good at what he does yeah. because he's just been consistently doing it for seven years yeah. now so that's wild well yeah that consistency it's it's so hard because you know you show up every day and like the audience kind of like waxes and wanes, right? Like you might, you know, be, you know, like streaming can be so demoralizing because like you show up and, you know, one day someone's super excited about your topic. Yeah. Like a hundred people in there, but then like the next 15, you got one, you're talking to one person <laughs> and like really like waiting that out and like, just kind of like growing it person by person is, is it takes a lot of resilience. It takes a lot of, you know, being okay with you know you know what you're getting and not not being an overnight you know success yeah i think you just got to realize like everybody goes through that like like wes's first thing he did publicly was like a sublime text uh ebook oh yeah 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 right and i'm sure it didn't 
I'm sure it like wasn't amazing from like a sales perspective. Sure. But like he had again, he had to get the Sublime Text ebook out so he could get React for Beginners out, so he can get like all the stuff he's doing, like the new advanced React stuff, like all the all the GraphQL stuff he's doing. Like you have to go through those first early days, and it's been fun to watch even too from our industry perspective because like back in the day, there was like a handful of us creating stuff, yeah. right? Me, you, like Wes, like there just there wasn't really wasn't that many, uh, like technical bloggers. It really wasn't a thing. Yeah, and then nowadays, like everybody's writing, and it's so fun to see that. But yeah, I, I know there are people who are like, well, write something, it doesn't get any views and like kind of give up. But like, you have to write the bad stuff in order to get to the good popular stuff. So I, I'm curious. So I know a lot of people are interested in content creation because it really does feel like an important part of being a developer, particularly an employable developer. It's an area where you really have to compete. And so I think we've covered that pretty well. But I'm, I'm curious, like, how does this apply? Like, how do you see this same thing applying to like the actual development skills? Because obviously you're teaching people regular development skills, but how do you try to encourage these these like patterns and repetition and like diligence and resilience in like teaching people just the, the raw skills required to make websites? Yeah, I think it's, I think all of these things we've talked about, you have to look at them from like a principles perspective because like even going back to like triathlon and preparing for the Ironman, it's, it's all the same stuff. It's I started running, I sucked at running, and then I continued to suck at running. <laughs> and then slowly, like that's what that's what's kind of nice about it is with physical things, you can see, especially with like aerobic things, you can see a very gradual progression from the start. But with software, it's not, and even like content creation, it's not that black and white. Yeah. Where there is progress being made there, but it's not necessarily like you can't you can't see that you're you know, your miles like time per mile yeah. down, right? And, and so I, I think it really is just not getting too far into the weeds and focusing on the principle, which is just like law of the harvest, <laughs> right? Kind of vibes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And, and even like, even with what's fun about this conversation is I don't really think about this very often anymore. Like this is the first time I've really like expressed all these like things yeah. in my head because it kind of just becomes a part of yeah. you. And again, like you don't really wake up on Thursday morning and be like, Oh, because of all these principles, like I have to do React podcasts. Like again, it just becomes the result of all of those things that are kind of like background processes. And this is like the output of those. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I asked because like a lot of people that I talk with who are kind of like early on their JavaScript React journey. And I think that, you know, we have yeah. probably an overlapping uh, groups in, in okay. that way. People who are like just kind of starting out and it seems like a lot of people are overwhelmed by the notion of like getting it right or like doing the right thing the right way and whatnot. And I know that I always just say like, just do it the wrong way a bunch. And I think you've, you've, you've been saying this, like you're going to suck at it. Like totally. just keep sucking yep. at it diligently and eventually you'll be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's embracing the fact that you suck at it. Right. Yeah. And the thing is too, what I always try to tell people is people early on, earlier on in their careers it's like this never goes away, right? <laughs> this this feeling of like there's so much to learn and like there's so much to do, right? Like you still have it, I still yeah. have it, and like I haven't really jumped on the TypeScript bandwagon, and now it's like overwhelming because yeah. it's like oh, am I am I out of touch? Am I like out of date? Like so, it's literally just the sooner you can embrace like you're going to feel pretty terrible all the time as far as your skill set goes, but that's a good thing as long as you're progressing, like we're chill. We're good. Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing you have to get over. Right. 
because it never, unfortunately, never goes away. Yeah, it's so interesting that you mentioned TypeScript specifically because I have a I have a friend and I helped him, you know, learn initial React concepts to like you know build his site. Shout out to Hugh Fort because he knows that I'm talking about him anyway, and. So I helped him out and then he like just like just took off with it, like just totally picked it up. And then there came a point where like he was asking me questions about TypeScript, you know, because he just it it was like at this point in his journey, there was enough resources that he could like go into that that I couldn't answer. It was like, I don't know. I like I don't use TypeScript every day. So like I I can tell you how to use it in place of prop types. But like that's basically it. (laughs) Yeah, literally like. And being the owner and founder of UI.dev, like there's this expectation where it's like, I'm supposed to know all these things. I'm just like, I don't, like, I'm sorry. Like, I really, I'm pretty decent at React, like, uh, good at JavaScript, but like TypeScript, I really haven't dove into it. Or even like, there's just so many, so many things. And I think, yeah, I've, I've just learned to embrace that and it's fine. It's the same thing with you. Like, uh, it's cool. Like, we're all, no one knows what we're doing besides like maybe Dan. And I'm still convinced he doesn't really even know a lot of the times. <laughs> And and we're all we're all still here. So yeah, I mean, even you know, even Sebastian's still figuring it out. Totally. <laughs> you know, I think I think I take a lot of you know solace in how difficult a time the React team has had bringing concurrent mode to market and marketing that well and communicating it well. And I mean, not I don't mean that in a way to sound like haha, like you know they're having a hard time. Yeah. Like I don't mean that at all. But I mean it's comforting to know that like the best and brightest people working on this, the thing that we consume every day are figuring this out. Like they're figuring it out day by day. And like their problems are more, you know, higher level or lower level, I guess. Like they're trying to figure out lower level stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, everyone is like struggling to like get a little bit closer. We're at different points in that journey, but like we're all just kind of like learning a little bit more. And like that learning is like a, a Mobius strip. It just keeps going in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good observation. And it's like, we basically just do that and then we die. One day. <laughs> that's it. Right. And I think that's fine. Like that's the, that's, that's it. Right. That's, that's love a few people along the way or like be kind to people and then you die and you just learned your whole life. And that's like, I don't know. I, I, I just love, I don't know. I, maybe I'm weird, but like, I lo- love that. Like, do not go gentle vibe. <laughs> yeah. right? Like let's learn, let's go full bore. Uh, and then we die and that's fine. Cause that's, that's like, that's it. Yeah. And so. I, I, I got, I got dark. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, like I, I feel the same way. It's kind of like that. We all have an, it, the same inevitable future. Right. And totally. I think when you, when you view it from that perspective, trying to find kindness in your life, trying to find opportunities to share, like gain friendships and have those conversations in a way that are like virtuous and bring everybody up um, becomes yep. really one of the most important things that you can do. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So, so I want to ask you a little bit about like what you're actually like. So I, I feel like, you know, we've gotten like 46 minutes in now and we haven't even talked about what ui.dev is and the That's work right. that you should do. Let's let's talk about it. I've uh I'll put on my salesman hat here. Yeah. Hopefully people are still listening. They didn't they didn't just cut it off when I talked about death. So like whoa. No, no, no. I came here for JavaScript, bro. Like no, no, I came here for React. What the hell is this? Like yeah. Hopefully you're still around. So So tell me about ui.dev. Uh, uh, what are you working on and uh kind of like what are you 
like what is in the pipeline for kind of you know the the i know you, you've yeah. like really turned it on i guess sorry i'm stuttering over my words because there's so many directions we could take it but like i feel like you have been working in quiet for a long time but then like i have that's a so i think that's a bad is that a bad thing so i i i do so here's my problem let's talk about this because i need someone to talk about this i'm glad you observed that because this is what i do all the time i'll go years without saying anything and they're just like dump on people and i don't know if that's a good thing right so i think the problem is i really like surprises oh uh, okay yeah yeah and so it's like this weird thing it's not even like a, oh people are gonna steal my ideas like i don't even care about that it's literally i like surprises so I'll like literally move to the mountains in Utah, which I did for years at a time, work on stuff and then release it all like in one day. So I, I think I need to work on that, to be honest. That's interesting because I feel I kind of feel the same way as you. And like, I know there's people like, you know, like Sean Swix Wang. He really talks about this idea yeah. of like learning in public. And yep. I want to be that person, right? Like I, I desperately want to be that we person. We literally, we talked about it because like, uh, I have a friend, Alex, who works with me. We, we, we went back and forth for like months about this. Like, should we be the very public? Like, we're like, yeah, we should be. And then we would, ne we would never do it. It's like, maybe we just shouldn't be. Cause like, we're clearly not doing it naturally. Right. So I don't know. It is like, it is hard, right? Like that, that balance is so difficult. And I'm like you, it's like, I want to like, I want to turn everything else off, like sit yep. in a room for a Hyper focus and just iron one tiny little thing out like and just 100%. be done emerge and then like start selling it and i don't yep. know like so i don't think that that's bad i think that both of us naturally are inclined towards that but i do feel like it's not how the industry works right now which sucks for us <laughs> it's it's disadvantageous to us yes. we'll say yeah 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 so anyway, here we are. Let me tell you what I've been working on for six months. So we launched UI.dev. Right Basically, the whole the reason for it, it used to be TylerMagnus.com. What we're trying to do is instead of being just a courses company, which historically that's what we've been in the past, like we have courses, you come, you take the courses, you enjoy them, and then you leave. What we're trying to create is something more of like an ecosystem for continuous learning, which sounds very jargony. Sure. But the idea is to, if you're a developer, there's more to just like your job than just taking a course, right? And the problem with the being a courses company is historically it's been bottlenecked to just my knowledge. Yeah. Which again, like for example, I don't really not super familiar with TypeScript. So if you want to learn TypeScript, good luck because that's I'm not your guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where with this new pivot, we're trying to get away from that. So what we're doing, and we've we launched this in July, I think. Uh, we have weekly events with JavaScript experts, right? Community members. Nice. Um, so it's been great because we'll have People come in and talk about every aspect of the job, whether it's like View 3 that just came out, or I think there was one today about imposter syndrome, which is cool. Um, pretty much every aspect, right? So as a, as a subscriber, as a community member, you're not just getting access to courses now, you're getting access to every week. We have someone coming in who's going to teach you something interesting. Oh, awesome. That's great. So there's that aspect to it, uh, which is really cool. Then one thing we're launching, I think when this podcast comes out, it'll be live, is an entire community uh, kind of around what's interesting is like the vibe of this podcast about like growing and building and like uh, overcoming resistance. Mm -hmm. Like that's essentially the community we're trying to build with developers. So we're launching a brand new community. We've been working on it for six months focused on obviously supplementing the courses. So if you have questions about the sure. courses, um, it'll help those, but, but really just 
we want a bunch of people who are interested in growing and being their best developer self, even though that sounds cheesy. I think there's not a lot of, if you look at the landscape of develop, developer communities, there's there's a bunch of really interesting ones. You have like kind of the toxic ones, which is like Hacker News Reddit. Yep. You have the very welcoming, but also kind of beginner friendly ones in Dev.2. And what we're trying to just build is a space for people kind of in between that, um, which is just to go, if you have questions, ask questions, but more just like we're interested in in your career and your development, regardless of what, uh, what where you're at in your career, right? So that's the, that's the, that's the vibe. That's what we've been working on. And so really the way I look at the company is we have courses, we have events, and we have community. And all of those things um, combine to be like what you could access to as a UI Dev subscriber. I love that. I love that's, that. That's, that's my pitch. It's, it's crazy how much community is like the thing right now. And like I, totally. I think a lot of people have been talking about these like, like cozy networks, right? Like you have mm-hmm. Twitter, which is just kind of like, you know, massive, you know, broadcast, whatever. Um, but so many people are turning more towards like smaller groups of people, you know, whether that be like, yeah. you know, Discord networks or like fan clubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. It We're getting to a point where people really want that. And I love that you're tying that into the notion of like continuous learning of like we want to... Mm-hmm help you along the way instead of just like hey you bought the course like learn it and then you know now you're magically a better developer uh totally go forth with your life <laughs> yeah it's been it should be interesting i i'm super excited for it i think obviously the courses have done well but there's always been like the other aspect to it yeah. right like we had like a facebook group and it's like uh there's a there's a lot with that like facebook the company yeah yeah facebook groups itself is just like kind of terrible um so yeah so we're, we're excited um should be coming out week of, we're gonna do a black friday sell speaking of as well which kind of ties into the whole uh conversation we've been having not to be too salesy we hired alex anderson who's a brilliant developer um six months ago he's been working on a typescript course so that's going to come out as well oh sweet um, awesome so that'd be cool so again like hopefully i solve the problem of if i don't know a thing you can't learn it from me um <laughs> Because we have Alex and he's way smarter than I am. So should be good. Nice, nice. Again, continuing that trend of just finding smarter people than you and and just bring him into the fold. That's that's really the exactly, exactly. That's really the <laughs> my key to success. So I love that. Well, hey, if people want to um kind of get in on that, and I think if if I timed everything right, we're gonna be releasing this episode on Thanksgiving. So people will be Perfect. listening to this like kind of during the uh, you know, or fall holiday however you celebrate like the time off that you have in the fall um yep we're going to be doing that um then so how do people get involved in um kind of what you're going to be doing on ui.dev in terms of your your black friday promotion i think just check out ui.dev i'm not exactly sure what we'll probably do like a i I usually almost never do sales except for like once a year Mm -hmm. um so we're going to do a sell i'm not exactly sure how much off it'll be probably 25 30 percent off um but yeah ui.dev i'm on twitter at tyler mcginnis uh I think that should cover most of the basis. So nice, nice. This was fun. This was super fun. I had a blast. I had a blast. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm glad that we got to spend some time talking about the past because there's just so few, so few people that were there at the beginning. I mean, like le- hundreds, right? That were there at the hundreds, beginning of literally. all of this, at least the community side of it. You know, it lived on in Facebook totally. for years or whatever, but um, totally. Yeah, so it's it, it was good to kind of like just relive the glory days with you for a minute today. It was it was very nostalgic. 
Uh, I had a lot of feels during it, but they were good feels. So yeah, absolute blast again. Uh, huge fan of you, as you know. Huge fan of what you've done with the podcast. Uh, couldn't be in a better person's hands. So oh, thank you, thank you. That's M- mutual fans here. So I'm glad that we fi- I'm glad we finally got you on the show. Like it, it, we. It's been. Uh, it's funny because we talked about. I've been here since the beginning, and here we are, 2020. <laughs> I don't know what episode this is, but we finally finally made it work. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think it's because be- I'm not in. It's because I'm not in the woods anymore. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's hard. You know, I really wanted to, you know, there's some people that I just really want to get that in-person energy, like, you know, like screw this latency that's fair. and like, but that's fair. You know, I'm with you. COVID, it just kind of knocked, knocked those plans out. So we're adapting, we're adapting, we're doing, we'll do that too. In, just getting it done. Next time I'm in, I'm in Southern California, we'll get tacos, set up the recording right there and we'll, we'll bust it out. So. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Of course, man. Appreciate it. This has been episode 120 of React Podcast with Chantastic and guest Tyler McGinnis. A transcript for this episode has been sponsored by me and will be available soon. If you'd like to support the show by ordering a transcript and have your name read into an episode of React Podcast, send me a DM on Twitter at Chantastic or at React Podcast. You can find the transcript, links, and show notes at reactpodcast.com slash 120. Thanks to our sponsors, Honey Badger and Infinite Red. When your deployments go sideways, you want Honey Badger at your back. Honey Badger gives you DevOps superpowers by combining error monitoring, uptime monitoring, cron monitoring, external service, and job monitoring all into a single, easy-to-use platform. One service. You go there. You know if your app's up or not. Give Honey Badger a try today. Visit honeybadger.io, mention React Podcast at sign up and get 30% off for six months. Again, that's honeybadger.io. Infinite Red is your friendly expert resource for React and React Native. They've worked with developers and entrepreneurs like you to design, build, and ship quality apps. And they've been doing it for over 10 years. If you want some of that Infinite Red juice on your app or a friend's app, call them and they will give you $750 for the referral. Get expert React and React Native help at reactpodcast.infinite.red. If you like this show, there's a fast, free way to demonstrate your support. Leave us a review on iTunes. It's the best way for you to let me know what you think we're doing right and what we can improve. Two to three minutes of your time helps us make the best show we possibly can. As always, links and show notes for all episodes are available at reactpodcast.com. This episode was edited by Mikhail Delport. It was produced by Mikhail Delport and Sarah Jackson at Spec, a network to help you level up in design and development. Check out spec.fm for other shows that are sure to fast track your career. I'm your friend, Chantastic. Thanks for listening. We'll be in your ears again next week. Thank you.